Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. Every now and again, we get a nice message from one of you listeners out there. And today, I'd like to read one of those that we received. Uh, This one came direct through uh, our Twitter. It said, hey, Luke, I hope you're doing well. That's already off to a great start there i'm a relatively new listener to the other stories during the dark wintry months that so ominously concluded last year i stumbled upon the podcast and could not stop listening to it every day i walked home from work and every night before bed was time for a quick listen to the other stories the production values for the audio and narration as well as the stories themselves is absolutely spectacular and well into 2017's slate of stories now listening in reverse chronological order that's some time travel stuff there just wanted to pass along some kind words to you and the team for all the time and effort you put into making these stories breathe and snarl. I look forward to diving deeper into HNC's narrative offerings. That was a nice message from Alex Harrispis over on Twitter. Go follow him at, at Harrispis, H-A-R-U-S-P-I-S on Twitter. If you want to send us a nice message as well, honestly, it makes our day. It helps us to keep doing what we're doing, so please send in a lovely message or a, you know a not so lovely message whatever you want on any of the social medias facebook twitter or via the contact form on our website we just love to hear from you so today's episode is inside the flames written by daniel wilcox and narrated by alexandra elroy their voices echoed repetitive kick drum bass far removed from the solitary farmhouse. 
Even through the thickets and trees their voices sang out into the sky and carried on the winds like lives in the autumnal breeze. A sky the palette of pumpkins and clementines loomed overhead, and not for the first time. Toya wondered if it was the flames burning the sky or the sky bearing colour to the fire. The way ahead was discovered along a packed earthen road. Fences made of thick hedges as tall as she was stood either side. The ground below her vibrated, thrummed. Sweat fell off her brow in rivulets. Already almost two hundred metres from the source of their tribal cacophony, she could feel the fire's heat, the mystic pull of the conflagration. The air was thick with it. An acrid sweltering of smoke and ash formed a glaze around her. The closer she got, the faster her heart started to beat and the more her throat dried. There was no place for liquid here. In these glades, fire was God. Her scratchy throat and weeping eyes should not be mistaken for pain or worry. Quite the opposite. Toya could not be more excited for what lay ahead. Her hands trembled with adrenaline, her lips moving silently with prayers. Occasionally, she would pinch two fingers and pluck out a crumb of ash from her cloying flesh, a minuscule black dot decorating the end of her finger. She'd reach into the air and try to set it free, to help it join its brethren, but the meagre glob of saliva coating its surface would not allow flight any longer. A butterfly drenched in oil, its wings flaccid and useless. Towering pines loomed overhead, the size of great monoliths, untouched by the hands of man. Here the virgin forest had been protected by currency and bureaucracy and grew in thick clusters and tangles of ivy and brambles. The way through the trees was limited and known only by the select few who had travelled ahead of Toya and were now casting their ululations to a wanting sky. It wasn't English in which they sang. It wasn't much of anything other than the whispers of the earth that bore them all. Hoary creaks and notations protested from the belly of a beast so ancient that time itself couldn't recall its origin. She could feel him. Today was a special occasion, the one that she hoped to remember for the rest of her life. Thorns and twigs clawed at her naked skin, her feet sliding gracefully across the leaven bed beneath. Famed red scratches followed their touch, with a few drawing droplets of blood, but she was numb to them all. She didn't spare a glance to where the forest reached for her, tried to drag her back, as if even the trees knew that this was as unnatural as abattoirs and liposuction. Something was coming into the world tonight, and that something was best left in the past. They silenced as she broke into view. She paused at the edge of the clearing, eyes drinking in the enormous pyre. Then the fire was the only thing talking, and in the midst of the white, hot centre of the flame she could interpret the whispering of the Ancient One.
impatient and wanting, straining like a greyhound as the rabbit sprints ahead, mouth foaming, gullet pulsing with hungry desire. They stared at her, a willing host of her friends and peers, an entire cohort of tribesmen who only moonlighted in this form in the hidden depths of the virgin forest. Underneath the thick layers of ash and dirt that blackened their skin, they stared out with eyes the size of pool balls, white as melting snow. Their lips were lost beneath their makeup, their bodies exposed and hiding nothing. Among them were children, neighbours, work colleagues, elderly relatives, a smattering of generations all bowing and devoted to the purpose she sought to serve. Toya continued her walk, eyes fixed to the monstrous source of heat. She stopped only a few feet from its hungry belly in a position that would otherwise have been too much for a stronger person to bear. The fire reached for her, opened its hungry maw and burped its swollen heat, but she withstood the pressure. A thin sheen of sweat covered her entire body, but she didn't so much as blink. The fire illuminated her in slats and waves, its sporadic churning and flickering brought to light the thick layers of outer skin her mother and father had blessed her with during her initiation. A pagan birthing ritual that saw her first drive into the fire. She had been immersed, lost to the white light, each nerve ending and fibre of her body shocked by a thousand volts of pain, numbness, shock and wonder. Her fine layers of outer skin shriveled and were gulped by the pyre lost onto the world. Before the beast could claim the rest of her, her mother and father had withdrawn her and extinguished the last of the flames with water that left a salting aftertaste and a sting that carried on long into the night. Toya had no hair to speak of, never had. Every follicle had been destroyed and damaged beyond repair. For years, her movements were laboured and limited, a lifetime of collateral damage by the very beast she worshipped the most. For while inside the starving creatures, she had seen things beyond understanding. It had only been for a moment. It had only been with the innocent eyes of youth. But visions had come to her from the flame. Inside its belly, time stretched like taffy. In the briefest of instances, she had opened her eyes, longingly searching for her parents, and she had seen him. To give him a name would be impossible. To label the forgotten creature of yore would only be disrespect to an entity that could kill you in a heartbeat. His eyes were the size of twin suns, his more an animalistic patchwork of white teeth and dripping lava. His form had no end, his body no definition, he was everything. And he was all. A scorching manifestation of colossal proportions who sought only to eat, and then eat some more. Fire could be sparked from the nothingness and could consume without rest. 
The world had seen it. For years the fire had consumed houses, towns, lives, villages, and it has never stopped. Even when the fires are extinguished, he is waiting in rest. Each campfire, lit match, spark from a car exhaust belongs to him and him alone. His fingers are everywhere, reaching, waiting for the moment that the world lets down its guard and it can consume all. Toya didn't know its origins. Her only care was the fateful pull to take her place among her people, to assume the throne and become the guardian of the fire, to wear the crown and take the mantle from the eldest among their tribe, a woman who appeared now, carried on a bed of sticks and twine, laying in an arthritic knot and already dreaming. Her skin was marked and burned, Scars from her own rite of passage long before Toya was conceived. She had raised Toya well, had prepared her for this moment, even as they lived their day-to-day out in the world that calls itself modern. A world of lawyers, artists and taxi drivers. The woman on the bed rolled over and looked for Toya. Her eyes were milky and white, but she didn't need her mortal eyes to see anymore. He helped her see where he could. She parted her lips, looked as if she was about to speak, then decided against it. The ancient woman rolled onto her back and stared at the stars. Each one of them was a part of this. Each one of them was a part of this. Each giant burning mass, another arrow to his bow, They lay her on the floor beside Toya. The old woman was frail and weighed nothing when she raised her and carried her like an infant. The woman's arms found her neck. Her legs weakly clutched at Toya's hips. She smelled of lavender spray and urine. The chanting and singing began to rise again, starting softly until feet stamped and hands clapped and all that was fire and a disharmonious melody. Toya confronted the flames. Deep-seated apprehension replaced once more by her unfaltering faith to this terrible deity. She took her first step into the fire and felt its first bite like pine needles made of glass. A second step and the heat enveloped her, clawing and cut and scratched and burned. But Toya was prepared for this. Years she had waited to return to the flames and deliver the final message for her mother. A woman who had never once mentioned anything about the fire god while she had gone about her daily living, surviving and willing away time as a housewife to a financial executive, keeping up appearances to those not in the know and living life as a normal person might. Only when the moon was high and the time was ripe did they strip to what nature had blessed them with and migrated into the forest. Her father had died years ago. Her mother had carried him into the flames. Now it was time to pass the torch. Despite the leathery toughness of her skin, Toya grew weak to the pain. Finally, the heat was getting to her and she peeled open lips as dry as onion skins until they wept with blood and sores. 
A scream escaped her throat. Not a scared cry, but one spoken in the only language he would understand. Outside the fire, her voice was lost to the chance. But in here, in this white-hot world that was his and his alone, he understood. He greeted her in kind, rearing up on hind legs the size of mountains, clawing at her mother with paws as large as stadiums. His movements shook the ground around her as he devoured her mother piece by infinitesimal piece. Toya could do nothing but sob and laugh and cry and tremble beneath his almighty power. His feast was fast, and soon all that was left of her mother was the charred black bones of her skeleton. Even these had been gnawed upon, the definition of each bone lost until all that was left looked like burned and ashen bracken. Toya afforded one last glance into the beast's eyes, her own eyeballs too dry now to blink. They were held open by impossibly dexterous fingers, and in the moment their eyes locked, she asked his permission, sought his blessing, and begged for his love. Her reward was an explosive crackle in the centre of the fire. A force without reserve shoved her back, and she flew clear from the fire, her spine landing awkwardly on the earth floor. Toya groaned. Eager hands helped her to her feet, but her sight was now gone. Nothing was left but a milky residue inherited from her mother. She could make out the shapes of those around her like shadow puppets, poorly cast on a child's bedroom sheet. And the only thing that remained clear in her vision was the monstrous pyre as it continued its crackling, the very fires laughing with delight as fiery embers reached for the sky. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Inside the Flames is written by Daniel Wilcox, narrated by Alexandra Elroy, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Daniel Wilcox is the best-selling author behind such dark fiction titles as Day Rot, They Remain and Lazarus, written alongside Luke Condor, as well as The Caitlin Chronicles of Top 10 Amazon author Michael Underlay. He's also the producer of the Great Writer Share podcast, interviewing the best and brightest authors around today. To find out more about Dan's work, visit www.danielwilcox.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. T-shirts and mugs are available at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So... Until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.